Does anyone know when probation will close? No. No. None of y'all know? My goodness. Wookie <laughs> no. probation next week. What'd you say? She said her cousin Pookie will be off probation next week. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> well, I, let, me, let me put it like this. Probation closes for individuals the moment they die. How about that? Good point. Very good point. But actually, no one knows the date that it's going to occur, although the Lord gives us some signs to look for. Uh, as I was reading through, I noticed four things that we can look for or know about the close of probation. Uh, number one, that the close of probation, Sunday law enforcement precedes the close of probation. Number two, probation closes when the ceiling is finished. Number three, probation will end suddenly and unexpectedly. And number four, probation ends a short time before the appearing of the Lord in the clouds of heaven at his uh, return. So those are some of the things we do know about it. Now let's find out, uh, first of all, what exactly is probation? Anyone, what is probation? Probation uh, is the time that you have allotted to surrender your heart to God because when probation ends, it's all, it's all over. That opportunity has ended when uh, Jesus stops interceding before the Father on our behalf. Okay. Anyone else? What is probation? Um, I think Paul was right, and I think it's just the time that we have in order to um, be purified and cleansed from all unrighteousness uh, and to cooperate with the Holy Spirit for the working out of our salvation. Hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts? You know, in the Karen's in the legal system, so there's a legal definition for probation also. But in a general sense, if you are being convicted of a crime and the judge gives you, he could execute your sentence now, or he could give you probation, which means you have time and opportunity to prove that you're going to do right or not. Mm -hmm. So right now, when do you think Earth's probation began? The fall. Earth's probation <laughs> began. The fall of man. Yeah, the Garden of Eden, right? Because mm -hmm. the crime that was committed was sin against God's laws. Mankind sinned and ate off the tree of life. God could have executed judgment, which would have been what? Death. Yeah. The wages of sin is death. He mm -hmm. done it then, but instead he gave us a time period where we would prove that we're going to do right according to his law or not. And so now we're coming up close to the end of probation. And it's very interesting, someone already mentioned that uh, now is the time that we have to work while the day lasts. For as the song says, the night cometh when no man can work. And Karen already mentioned that probation closes for some people sooner than others because once you die, that's the end of it. Your life is over. You can no more uh, enjoy probation. It's done for. Uh, look at uh, first, second paragraph, Sunday law enforcement proceeds to close of probation. Now, we talked about Sunday law enforcement last uh, time we met. And 
once Sunday law enforcement comes up, what will be the mark of the beast that we talked about? Anyone remember? Gonna be thinking like the world and working and not keeping the Sabbath. Okay. Sunday worship. Sun Sunday observance. Mm -hmm. So is Sunday observance now the mark of the beast? No. Why not? Uh, it has no been one has the mark of the beast government. now. Well, it says that when Sunday observance should be enforced by law and the world should be enlightened concerning the obligation of the true Sabbath, then at that time, whoever transgresses the command of God to obey a precept, which has no higher authority than that of Rome, will thereby honor God or thereby honor the Pope above God. Then at that time, a person will be considered as uh, worshiping the beast and receiving the mark of the beast. So not until this becomes a law, then it becomes the mark of the beast. And the Lord has shown uh, Sister White clearly that the image of the beast will be formed before probation closes. Why would, why would the image of the beast have to be formed before probation closes? Why would that Sunday law have to be enforced? Because that everyone will be given the opportunity to make a clear choice. Mm -hmm. Before probation closes and before God closes the door, like the door of the ark, before the door of the ark was closed, you have a choice to come in or not come in. Yeah. Good. Anyone else? It's very interesting on the uh, page 228. It talks about the image to the beast. Uh, the beast was the Catholic church system. The image to the beast will be made between a connection between which two uh, entities? The apost apostate Protestantism and the Catholic Church. Right, the Catholic Church, apostate Protestantism, and what, what country has a part to play in this? United, United States. States. United States. We're right here in the United States. Um, United States is going to get into concert with the papacy to enforce Sunday worship. It doesn't sound like something that could happen in America, land of the free and home of the brave, does it? <laughs> we might not have thought that at one point, but after we've been through the last four years, yes. <laughs> mm hmm Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say that? Have things changed? Well, I don't know that they've changed so much as they've become more apparent and more... Um, more visible. That's a good oh. way to put it. Mm -hmm. hmm. So now that we've had the last leader that we've had for the last four years, you can see how quickly things can change. And mm -hmm. the last events will happen quickly. So mm -hmm. before you wake up one morning, the Sunday laws will be in effect. And you'll be thinking to yourself, wow, I didn't know it was going to happen this quick or else I would have prepared. Well, we have time to prepare now, right? Again, mm -hmm. this is the time of probation where we all have an opportunity to let God know that we are on his side, that our allegiance is with him. Uh, it says in our lesson 228, when the early church became corrupted by departing from the simplicity of the gospel and accepting heathen rights and custom, she lost the spirit and power of God. 
In order to control the conscience of the people, she sought the support of the secular power. So the church got with the Roman uh, papacy to enforce Sunday worship. And that's going to happen again. And people in America don't think so because, as I had mentioned, land of the free, freedom is on everybody's tongue. But hold, liberty, hold on. But anything can happen. Go hey, ahead. You had a question. Please. Hello? Go ahead. You know, the state is forcing their will on women's body, you know, so it's really happening. You know what I'm saying? All in the name of what God wants or whatever. It just is modern day Pharisees. Okay, that's so very I don't think huh? I say that's very true. The state is enforcing things now. And Sunday observing will just be another thing that they want to enforce on people. And also another thing is I think that uh, with this COVID-19, I think it's going to be leading up as, as a trial balloon for the government to enforce the vaccine for everybody to accept that vaccine because people who don't accept it are going to be, um, could be considered, uh, Threats, you know, risks. Yeah, risk, high risk factors, right? <clears throat> so I think that's probably a precursor to just getting every the government intruding uh, and enforcing a a, a nationwide uh, 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 edict. And I put my two cents on that. They may they may not because it's mostly black folks and uh, Hispanic people being affected by it. So they may not care if we're the one dying. Well, it's spreading into the rural areas now. Right. And along with what Paul is saying, um, it also affects your livelihood because working in a healthcare facility, I'm required to get the flu vaccine. So I'm just imagining that I'm going to be required to get that one as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I don't, yeah. I don't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the colleges are saying that people have to get a flu vaccine before they can come uh, to school and asking them, well, how is that protecting against COVID-19? And the uh, university presidents were saying, well, it's better than nothing. So we're just gonna do that until we have something better to do. But it's pretty easy to enforce your will on people when you have authority and power over them, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Right, coupled with the fact that we are they just made the teachers essential workers. So that means that they had to go back to work and uh, leave their family. So I, we, I know of one teacher that quit her job because she did not want to go back to work. Yeah, I was gonna say that it's gonna be easier, uh, even easier now to control people because we're going to the digital currency. And when that totally happens, then, um, if you don't, if you don't uh, go by their edicts, then you will be cut off. I'm, I'm sure many of us have experienced trying to use your card, and it's been, it's been cut off. It's been denied. Then you call the bank, and they say, "Oh, that was just a little glitch." That's happening more and more. I'm sure all of you have experienced that. 
So that's how that's how you feel when they say, "Well, I'm sorry, but uh, we see you haven't gotten your 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 vaccination, so you cut off. You won't be able to buy our sales." So when that comes to religion, when the state gives that gives that notice that only those that keep Sunday worship are gonna won't be able to buy our sales, so we can see how prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Also, that uh, vaccine that you guys are talking about in the UK, they've already said that they're going to give it to Black people first, and they're kind of saying that too here in the United States. Mm. Mm. What do y'all think of that? Mm. We'd be the guinea pigs. <laughs> always. Always. And I hate to say it, but a lot of people are going to go ahead and do it. Like they were saying, you know, I forget where, but I think it was up in Seattle area. And they were wanting the black kids to come to school first. Mm -hmm. State of Washington, they wanted the minorities and the poor kids, the black kids to come to school. They, say, they saying that school. out loud? Yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of times people say things and folks don't really hear it. They they hear it, but they're not listening to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And as was mentioned, uh, I think Karen mentioned the word guinea pigs. That's exactly what they're doing. Remember the Tuskegee Institute experiment? Mm -hmm. They used the black men as guinea pigs for testing mm -hmm. and experimentation. Mm -hmm. And they're still doing the same thing now with the poor, poor kids or brown skinned kids just saying, y'all go to school first, basically, you know, and make it seem like it's a good thing. Oh, we're going to let the, the black kids go to school first so they can get their education. No, they just want to see if anybody dies. Mm -hmm. dropping like flies their kids aren't going to school mm -hmm. you know yep. we hear things but sometimes we don't listen but the point was that things happen rapidly and one of the things that we've noticed recently it, it doesn't take a whole lot for a group of people to go against another group of people all it takes is a rumor or somebody said or they said this and they said that and before you know it people are chasing folk down with pitchforks and torches is mm. crazy that all it takes is a rumor and the next thing you know you're in a, a lot of trouble that you didn't even know was coming your way so again the probation is on now now is the acceptable time now is the day of salvation if we hear his voice it's, it's time for us to listen and not harden our hearts because things are going to happen so quickly like who would have thought a year ago that we'd all be sitting at home under quarantine? Nobody right. expected that. But now look at how the whole world has changed just that quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the second thing about probation was probation closes when the ceiling is finished. What ceiling is being talked about? Seal of God on the righteous. So what does that mean? It means that when probation closes, that those who have the seal of God will be protected through probation and will be saved. Okay, anyone else? It means, oh, also that they have, they hit the character of Christ has been reproduced in them. Okay, so that's, those are the people that get the seal of God. The other people get what? Mark of the, Mark of the beast. beast. Right. So those were the ones who accept God as the leader. And then there are those who accept Satan as their leader. And the times are, uh, it says, 
229, I saw angels hurrying to and fro in heaven, an angel with a writer's inkhorn by his side returned from earth and reported to Jesus that his work was done and the saints were numbered and sealed. Then I saw Jesus who had been ministering before the ark contained the 10 commandments, throw down the censer. He raised his hands and said with a loud voice, it is done. What is he saying is done? Judgment has been, judgment is over. It's done. Um, those that are, those that are righteous, the righteous and holy still, those that are filthy are filthy still. Any other thoughts? What is done? It is done is what Jesus says. His intercession for us is also done. His intercession for us, the cosmic conflict is over. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago, I'd, I'd given a sermon called but Living Between It Is Finished and It Is Done. And that was when Jesus was on the cross and he was about to die. He said, it is finished. Mm -hmm. What was he talking about was finished then? His mission on earth. Okay. And what else did he uh, replace? Um, the sacrificial. He was a sacrificial lamb. So mm -hmm. that was all. The sacrificial system was over. The earthly sacrificial system was over. And mm -hmm. now it is done. Probation is over. And it's finished. It's totally done with. Well, back to it is finished. Another thing that was completed mm -hmm. was that now man could come directly to Christ and we did not have to go through the priest. Um, that service. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And that's one of the things that the papacy refused to acknowledge was that man can go straight to Christ in prayer. They said that you have to come through the Pope or through the priest to get to Christ. But no, that was finished. There's no need for any more earthly priests. Jesus is our high priest now. And then when Jesus says it is done, he finishes his intercession in the sanctuary above. So that means there's no more prayers going up through heaven. There's no more interceding between mankind and God. And as Karen has stated, those that are filthy remain filthy still. And those that are righteous at this point remain righteous still. So what happens to the people who... Uh, are considered filthy at that point. Then after a thousand years, they get another probation, right? No, no, no they don't get another probation. But they don't get another gonna, nothing. What's gonna happen when, when Michael stands up and says it is finished and he leaves the most holy place, the, the wicked are still gonna be sending up prayers in vain, not even realizing that probation had, had already closed. They're still gonna be buying and selling and and marrying and giving in marriage and going on, but probation would have closed. Are the are the wicked the only ones who will still be praying? <laughs> well, the wicked will be ever praying. What do you say, Alvina? <laughs> oh, the wicked, the wicked would never be praying. They would, they would be wicked. Yeah. Maybe they they were trying to repent, but it was too late. Wow. But no one knows when probation closes, so we'll all still be praying. We won't know probation is over. It comes sometime when we're least expecting it. Uh, as it said about the days of Noah, the people, when Noah closed the door, the people were still outside living and doing yeah. thing and had no clue that their probation, that specific probation had closed for them. They couldn't yeah. that door anymore, but they had no clue 
And that's also why it says, as was in the days of Noah, it's going to be that way at the coming of the Son of Man. We won't know probation has closed. And then we'll still be living and marrying and doing our thing, going to work, coming to church, talking, doing things that we often do. Is there anything wrong with marrying, giving in marriage, going to work, that type of thing? No. Well, why mm -hmm. is it mentioned in that scripture? I think, it, I think it mentioned it because it was given giving people a warning when you look at the signs you need to you need to govern your life accordingly some people are going to be so caught up in the affairs of this world that they have not made salvation a priority it's secondary something that just if they have time to fit it in those people are going to be the ones that's going to be swept away god's going to come as the thief in the night for them but those that are that are looking for his appearing, those that see the signs, so you don't know the day nor the hour, but you can tell uh, as fall comes when you see the turning of the leaves, you know fall is near. So mm -hmm. the people of God are governing them, them themselves accordingly and adjusting them themselves and aligning their lives up with God as though this world is going to end at some point, mm -hmm. soon and very soon. And I want to be one of the eight people saved. Probation is a short time before the Lord appears in the clouds of heaven. On 231, it says the righteous and wicked will still be living on earth in their mortal state. Men will be planting and building, eating and drinking, all uncovered that the final irrevocable decision has been pronounced in the sanctuary above. So as Paul's mentioning, we know it's close or that it should be coming, but we don't know the exact time. So we'll still be uh, waiting and watching and maintaining, uh, watching until the Lord returns. It says when the irrevocable decision of the sanctuary has been pronounced, what does that mean? Cannot be changed. Cannot be changed. There's no going back. It's too late to plead now. So you can't say, give me another chance or, hey, remember my cousin? She was just about to come to you and give her life to you. It's too late. The decision is done. That it is over. It is finished. Uh, it says the forms of religion will continue be continued by people from whom the spirit of God has finally been withdrawn. And the satanic zeal, which which the prince of evil will expire them, will bear the semblance of zeal for God. So we'll see a lot of people who we think, oh, these people really love the Lord. Look at all this uh, enthusiasm they have for serving Christ. But that might be satanic zeal, which the devil has inspired these people for. It's just forms of religion, not true heartfelt religion that God expects from us. So we'll all continue to grow together till the harvest, just like the wheat and the tear and the children of light. We're in, mingled in with the children of darkness. And what's the purpose of God leaving his righteous here with the unrighteous? So we can be salt and light. What do you mean by that? That means that God needs some witnesses to show the way of righteousness. God left his people down here to be a witness to uh, inspire them to live for God and not for this world. Mm hmm. We talked about that in Sabbath school this morning, too, right? 
about being salt and light to the people that we're around and that we're not called to ignore people who have not found Christ or who don't accept Christ yet, but we're called to be a witness to them, to be the salt that adds some savor to their life. I really liked what Percy had said about the little quote that salt makes you thirsty. And so when people see Christians' lives, that should make them thirsty to also find Christ for themselves. That's a really interesting point. So when the uh, when the profess when the professed people of God are uniting with the world and living as they live and joining with them in forbidden pleasure, when the luxury of the world becomes the luxury of the church, when the marriage bells are chiming and all are looking forward to many years of worldly prosperity. Then it says, suddenly, like lightning from heaven, will come the end of their bright visions and delusive hopes. And that's when the professed people of God, not the true people, those who are just claiming God but not following his will, basically doing everything. We had talked again in Sabbath school that we are, we're not called, we're called to be in the world but not of the world. Yeah, sure, we live here and we are around people and we're around all these things, but we're not to partake of them. So there will be some professed people of God who are not only in the world, but actually partaking of the evil and uh, evil pleasures of the world. So we have to be very careful that our everything that we do is not concerned with selfish ambition, you know, for gain and for pleasure and individual self-serving, but that what we do is for the glory of God. Uh, says over on 233, this is very interesting. It says on 233, when ministers, farmers, merchants, lawyers, great men, and professedly good men should cry peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come. Luke reports the words of Christ, the day of God will come as a snare and the figure of an animal prowling in the woods for prey and suddenly he's entrapped in the snare of the fowler. Uh, what do you think that peace and safety part means. Do you have any idea or thoughts about the peace and safety quote? Well, I think about the people in Jeremiah's day and they just wanted to be told that everything was going to be fine. Everything was fine. Um, what they were doing was okay. It didn't make God angry. Um, and that, you know, the, there was just going to be peace. God was just going to bring peace instead of a sword that Jeremiah was saying. Why didn't they want, why did they want to hear the peace instead of what Jeremiah was saying? Because they were, they wanted to continue doing evil and, and still have the benefits of those that do righteously. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That it doesn't work that way. Do you think that can be said now in today's world? Definitely. Anyone? You know, we... I mean, we, we, we're in the midst of this pandemic and we see that there are people who are, are just, they don't want to wear masks. And I was watching something on the news the other day and the whole town rose up against wearing a mask. And so they didn't mandate it yet. The whole town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The babies too. Mm -hmm. What'd you That's say? Brought their kids against it too. Well, I don't I know. About they that. wouldn't for their children wearing masks either, huh? They didn't want anybody to have to wear a mask. There was too much government control. 
That's just uh, very interesting. So like you had mentioned with this pandemic going on, people are going to be looking for somebody to say peace and safety, right? Everybody wants to get back to normal. So as that's what 45 has been saying. It's just going to disappear. It's going to go away with the, with the summer, um, all kind of stuff. Yeah. The summer's not over yet. <laughs> and say? neither is the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So again, don't think it can't happen. Don't think it's that you got, you know, another 20, 30, 40 years. It could happen very quickly. And as mm-hmm. I was just mentioning, people are looking for somebody to say peace and safety. Everybody wants to get back to work. Everybody wants to get back to church. So if the mayor says, hey, everything's good, peace and safety, y'all go on back to church, uh, go back to your jobs, go back to the uh, sports arenas, whatever, there will be thousands of people that just rush off to do it. Just like the mayors were saying in different towns, we're not closing business as usual, everything's fine. And then thousands of people ended up sick with the virus because we want to hear peace and safety, right? We all want things to get back to normal. It says when men are at ease, full of amusement, absorbed in buying and selling, then the thief approaches stealthily. That's how it's going to be at the coming of the son of man. Remember the parable about two people walking, one taking the other left, two people at the meal, one taking the other left. What was that referring to? And how does that apply to us today? Well, I think some people try to equate that to the secret rapture, but um, it's basically saying that um, in your regular life, one person is going to be saved and one person is going to be lost. Um, You know, I often think about, when I think about um, how probation is going to close, all of a sudden things are going to change rapidly. I think about the pandemic when it hit. We were getting ready to have the pastors going away. And I, we had been hearing signs of, of um, the pandemic hitting. But all of a sudden, they said they're going to close, close the churches. They're going to close everything. And then people went into a panic. But I had been listening. And I had already had my toilet paper, my hand sanitizer, <laughs> and everything. But people who didn't pay any attention to the news and the signs, they got caught up in that panic. It was too late because it was all off the shelves and everything. So I think in the same manner, God is warning us. We see these signs of the end approaching. And uh, we have to take heed to it. We can't just keep going on life as though it's going to be it's going to go on as normal. I was talking to my aunt this, this evening, and she said something very interesting. She said, I don't think, she was telling us how she uh, she was admiring our pastor and this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, it'd be great when we can get back into our church. And uh, she said, well, you know what? She said, Paul, we may not get back to church. This pandemic may not end anytime soon. I began to think about that. You know, that's that's a that's a, a possibility. <clears throat> you know, things may have already ended the way that we were accustomed to. Lakita was saying she feels like we should be stocking up still. That is, you don't know when it's going to end. We still need to be uh, stocking up on things that we'll need. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's over on uh, 233 that <clears throat> talks about religious leaders full of optimism. Is there anything wrong with religious leaders being full of optimism? No. No. Our new pastor's full of optimism, right? That's a good thing. Then it says below that, when the reasoning of philosophy has banished the fear of God's judgment, when religious teachers are pointing forward to long ages of peace and prosperity, and the world are absorbed in their round of business and pleasure, planning and building, feasting and merrymaking, rejecting God's warning and mocking his messengers, then sudden destruction comes upon them and they should not escape. So there's a problem with the religious leaders and the philosophy. Philosophy's okay, you know, but it says when philosophy has banished fear of God's judgments, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. When these people are religious teachers who should be studying the scriptures, they're talking about long ages of peace and prosperity when the Lord's telling us sudden destruction is gonna come. Everybody's absorbed in their own business, planning and feasting and merrymaking, not thinking about God at all. They're rejecting God's warnings and mocking his messengers. That's why the sudden destruction is coming upon those people and they shall not escape. It's not that they were going about their daily business. It's that they had chosen not to keep God in their thoughts or in their minds or in their lives. And that's where the problem comes in. Come when it may, the day of God will come unaware to the ungodly. When life is going on, men are absorbed in pleasure, business, traffic, money-making. Religious leaders are magnifying the world's progress and enlightenment, and the people are lulled into a false sense of security. False sense of security. That gets people a lot of times, too, right? Uh, think about when you go to a, a different city and you have a false sense of security, and you walking all through these neighborhoods you have no clue about, you liable to get clocked upside the head, right? <laughs> All sense of security thinking that, oh, nothing's gonna happen to me. Or like the people who refuse to wear a mask and refuse to distance, oh, nothing's gonna happen, false sense of security. And it comes out that they end up suffering the results of it. So we always wanna be cautious. We don't have to be scared and afraid because God is watching over us. But he gives us a mind and he gives us senses to, uh, and also his Holy Spirit to warn us of when things are not right and when we need to be aware and moving on out of there. So be careful of getting into a false sense of security. Uh, one of the things that's easy to do also is to get back to going to work, going to store, you know, trying to get people going back to churches. There are churches in St. Louis that are open again. You know, they've got a people in there, no mask, all together, hugged up and everything. False sense of security. You have to be careful. The coronavirus has not left. It hasn't left. It might not ever leave. So don't get trapped into thinking because it's okay right now, it's going to stay okay. That's where problems come in. And it's, uh, there's also going to be a famine for God's word. Uh, those who do not now, during this time of probation, appreciate God's word, study his word, prize the word of God, are gonna be looking for the word of God later and it's gonna be too late because there's gonna come a famine, not for food and water, even though that's gonna to happen too, but a famine for the word of God is gonna be gone uh, right now is our time where we can study and pray and ask for God's Holy Spirit to be up in us. But after probation ends, no more prayers, 
No more need to study. Everything will be over. Like Jesus said, it is done and the time is up. So when we think about that, do you think that even now, just think about our discipleship class, should there be more people interested in studying God's word on prayer meeting night? Should there be more people interested in hearing the word of God? What do you Those who are looking for his soon return, yes. What do y'all think keeps people from attending different various meetings where we're studying the word of God? I would have said before the pandemic, I'm sorry, Jan, or whoever. Oh, Patsy. I would have I would have said that before the pandemic that people were just busy with their lives. But now God has kind of shut down a lot of that. So now I don't know what the excuse is. <laughs> Patsy, what do you think? I think they've gotten complacent that if I can't go inside of a building, there's no need for me to get on the phone and learn anything. I think they t they they put in their mind, if I'm not in the church, in a building, I can't learn, which is really mis misconceptions on their minds because God, if you're on the phone and you're learning about God, you can still be effective if, when the Holy Spirit is working with you to go out and witness. And I don't think they see that as important. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyone else? Why aren't people more interested in studying God's word or Anyone have any thoughts? Because we really. Uh, and some people think they got more time. Yeah, that's a big they, one. They, they, don't, they don't see that. I guess what I want to say is, you know, they're like, oh, people have been saying that for years. That God is coming because I had that said to me this week. And, I, <laughs> and they're like, well, he ain't came yet, so we got more time. And I, I say, you know, you kind of have to give them some Bible uh, text text to get, let them know you don't have the time you think you have. Mm. Now the Bible talks about people <clears throat> having a form of godliness but denying the power. So that makes me think about people when the church is open, people want to come and dress up and, 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 and have a form of godliness. But when, the, when that's all stripped away um they really are denying the power because you can really, God does, is not confined to a church building or a church service. You know, those that are hungry and thirsting after righteousness, whenever the word of God is being opened, I want to be there to be part and feeding off of God's word. He said there's spirit and there's life that's more necessary than our physical food. And when I think about the parable of the the 10 virgins, the five wise and the five foolish, they were all claiming to be waiting on the coming of the Lord. They were dressed in white robes here at the Bible and at the, at the, at the uh, wedding, waiting on the bridegroom. But when he tarried, he said they all slumbered and slept. But then when the, the loud cry came, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. They all woke up and trimmed their lamps, but the, the wicked realized that their lamps had gone out. This is the tarrying time where we're where we're getting that extra oil. And, and that's why it's important to be using this opportunity to be filling up your lamp with God's word. Because when he, when he, when when they went out to try to, when there was a famine trying to go out and get 
the Holy Ghost then, it was already too late. Probation had already closed. That's right. I think there's also a lot of people who, uh, those were all excellent thoughts on why some people might not really care that much to study or pray more. But also, I think one of the things, too, is people look for, uh, Patsy mentioned, people like to think of the church as the building, but the church is each one of us. It's not just the building, the bricks and mortar. It's individuals who are building a character fit for the kingdom. Another thing is people want to wait for the pastor to tell them to do stuff. We have a new pastor now, and people will, if he was to say for all to all the members, hey, make sure you're here on Wednesday night, make sure you're on the discipleship class, make sure you tune into Sabbath school, whatever, you get a lot more people on it as the pastor said do it. But we know that salvation is an individual thing, and we can't rely on other people to save us. We can't rely on other people to fill our lamps with the oil of the Holy Spirit. When, when the loud cry goes out and people wake up, you can't borrow oil from anyone else. You can't get the Holy Spirit from others. You can't get someone else's righteous character. It, it's th it's, this is the time now where we need to be building that through study, through prayer, through witnessing, through accepting God's Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. And it's really going to be sad because there'll be people that we know, people that we knew in church, people who are, who are related to, and they're going to be lost. And it will only be because they refuse to keep God in mind and he allowed them to be turned over to a reprobate mind because they didn't want to keep God in their thoughts. It's really going to be a sad time, but it'll be bittersweet because Christ is coming again, but there are going to be those who miss out on salvation. And we know, of course, the Lord reads our character and there won't be any, or any more probations where we can build a character if it's not that, if you don't have the character that receives the seal of God, you're not going to get it. Uh, I have relatives now who, uh, as someone else mentioned, who think there's going to be a second probation because they feel that God's too, too loving to destroy anybody. But we got to remember God's a just God also. He is loving, kind, and merciful above all, but he will in no wise excuse the guilty. So we want to realize, too, there is no second chance. Many people think they are. Many pastors are preaching that. Many people want to hear that because it makes them feel happy and safe that they can continue sinning and doing what they want. And then the second probation, they can get it together. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. There is no second probation. This is the acceptable time. And everyone needs to be seeking for transformation in character now during the probation that God's given to us. Any more thoughts on that? about the close of probation? Well, the close of probation, um, I think it was Jan that was saying, I'm not sure because I wasn't on, um, or Patsy was saying they talked to someone this week who thought that they had more time. Um, they've been hearing that the Lord is coming forever. We all have, but we, our lives could end at any minute. And it's a the probation is closed for us when we die. Our next conscious thought will be Jesus coming in the clouds of glory. So he is coming soon. Amen. Yeah. It's a very interesting thought to think that Christ's soon coming. It is very soon. And like the 
people say, well, you've been saying that for years. It's even in the Old Testament where the people were saying that. And all throughout ages, the scoffers always say, oh, you've been saying that for years. Well, that means it's even closer than when we first believed. If <laughs> yep. have gone past since we first started saying it, that's how much closer it is. It's not that it has disappeared or is not going to happen. It's just that much closer now. So if you know, if even if you thought there was 100 years and somebody's been preaching for 60, well, that means you only have 40 left. So the time has not just disappeared. It's even shorter than when you first thought it was. So that should give us an incentive to wake up and allow God's spirit to change our hearts and our minds to accept him and to follow his will, to be prepared for the tricks that the devil is going to pull on us. The only way that anyone's going to be able to get past the tricks of Satan is through the grace of God. And he's telling us, study to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, because even the very elect could be uh, lost. Even the very elect could be fooled. So if you haven't been studying, haven't been praying, haven't been listening to the Lord, you're not going to be one of the very elect. You'll be one of the ones that gets that is lost. So we want to keep these things in mind. Pray for our families. Pray for our friends. Uh, we talked in Sabbath school. Be encouraging. Be positive to people. Don't turn people off with negativity, but point them to Jesus and let them know he loves them and he wants them to be saved and that he is soon to return. And we all want to be ready when he comes so that he can say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of your Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So Amen. at our next meeting is going to be seven last plagues and the wicked or the great time of trouble. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, so read up on it. Karen, where are we at next week? Um, let me just pull it up really quickly. Uh, we are on chapter uh, 69, the rebellion. The rebellion. Okay. Sound. Yeah. Uh, before we go, are there any special prayer requests anyone would like to tell us or a testimony you want to give? You had a testimony. Yeah, my children are back in school. Oh, Amen. Amen. and I have a testimony. My okay. daughter was my daughter was rushed to the hospital on Sabbath last week. Then she was rushed back on Sunday. And thank God that on Sunday, the, the second hospital that they took her to, they found out what the problem is, and we're going to see a heart specialist on mm -hmm. Monday. But her asthma had gotten so bad, it was closing her air passages. And she, the doctor said he was glad she made it because had she waited another hour, she wouldn't have made it. So I mm. thank God for his amazing grace over her life. Was that Delania? Yeah, that was Delania. Wow. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Glad the Lord blessed. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Amen. Yes, yeah, so... um. I have an unspoken prayer request, um, and uh, it'll be my testimony later. <laughs> but um, I'm asking, I'm just asking the Lord to move the Jebusites, the parasites, <laughs> and the uh, 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 and the and, and the Moabites out of the way. Who are those? <laughs> your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, you had a comment. Oh, we want to pray for um, 
pray for uh, Christina Hunter, lost her father uh, yesterday. Oh. And we'll just oh, lift okay. your family up. I also continue to lift up the Bodie family. My father-in-law lost his sister. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And Elder Carroll, you mentioned about your new pastor. What's your new pastor's name? Uh, his name's Jonathan Fields. Okay. He, he's coming from Ebenezer Church in Minneapolis. Jonathan Fields. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I had a testimony too. We told you that uh, Holly and her husband both had been diagnosed with the COVID-19. Uh, mm-hmm. Both doing much better. He's back at work after a couple of weeks and Holly's doing much better. And we just thank the Lord. In fact, we were laughing because uh, right before they got the diagnosis, a stray dog had been walking around the neighborhood looking uh, hungry and tired so the dog kept coming around, and then my our little granddaughter, she liked the dog immediately. She says, oh, I love the dog. They named the dog Sky. I love baby puppy Sky. And so Holly and them ended up keeping the dog. And so mm-hmm. they had this dog, once they were, they were taking walking and do all kind of activities with the dog, and then once they had gotten diagnosed with the COVID, they would still walk this dog. So they'd take the dog to the dog park or up and down their street, walking the dog, walking the dog. Well, you know, activity seems to be a good thing if you have that virus. Mm. So thankful that the Lord sent the dog to help them stay active instead of laying down at home and things could have been a lot worse. So we thank I the thought you said that, I thought you were gonna say the dog gave them uh, COVID. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Right. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> no, we're waiting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if there's no more, we'll have a word of prayer. Oh, I had an unspoken prayer request. And, and like Karen, um, I will reveal it in my testimony. Amen. Mm-hmm. Good positive thoughts. <laughs> okay. Let's bow our heads real quickly. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to study your word, to come closer to a, an understanding of what you have planned for us, Lord to understand more of the plan of salvation and your soon return. We ask and pray that you will bless us, dear Jesus, to tell others <clears throat> about Christ and his soon return. Ask and pray also for the special prayer requests that have gone up, unspoken as well as spoken. We thank you for Delania being diagnosed appropriately so that she can get a, the help she needs. We thank you for Alvina's children being back in school. We ask that you will bless them and keep them, dear Lord, safe. We pray also for the Bodie family who has lost a loved one. We ask that you will be with each one of us, dear Lord. Bless us to always seek you at your face. Bless us, dear Jesus, to have a will and a desire to give our lives to you and to follow where you lead us. Bless us always to be faithful servants of God and friends of man. Continue to watch over us, dear Lord. Forgive us of our sins and save us when you return. In the blessed name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. 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 Hi, right, everybody. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And next week, Karen's on chapter 69 in Testimony, Volume 1.